Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Rock, there's an old saying. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. Of course, it ain't mess, but you get the uh, drift. And if you stick your finger on a... Baby Rhino's mouth, it may guess what's going to happen. Bite you. That's my take. The hot take of the day is: don't stick your hand in a in a baby rhino's mouth. You think that, you think that guy has, uh, you know, free access to the zoo? I don't know for life, maybe. Well, that's if you didn't hear, there was a guy at the zoo the other day, and I'm getting the impression that it was some kind of animal experience. You know, where you can, like in Florida or wherever, you can swim with the dolphins, and uh, you know you can whatever scuba dive with the barracuda or whatever the hell they have. But, <laughs> i missed that one but yeah right um but they do have the swim with the sharks thing yeah hell no no so anyways i don't well let's get our guest on as we do every wednesday at this time our good friend tanya at work channel nine hi guys how are you uh, tanya, tanya so you, you guys did a story on this last night did the guy pay for some kind of what they got i don't guess it's called an animal experience and then the uh Little baby uh, hippo took a snap at him, or what happened there? Wasn't a hippo. It was, it was a, a rhino. Whatever. Candy. Same, same thing. Got a horn. like that. Don't you do that. She's a national treasure. <laughs> Apparently. Just ask her. <laughs> that, that hippo's worth more than I am. And Eddie and everybody in this radio station so, combined. So anyway, so you stick your, we, we can hang with the, uh, with the little uh, rhino, or what? what's the deal here? Yeah, I, I, look, I don't know if this person paid for it or if it was a gift to them or something, but this is a special thing where you are allowed to do it. They've done it. According to the zoo, they do this all the time. You know, almost all, like, they don't have issues with it. They felt so strongly this was a non-issue that they really didn't even comment much about this, which I think was, you know, when, when you don't comment, we tend to go, why aren't you commenting? So. <clears throat> It raises our suspicion. That said, it does seem awfully lot like this person got a nip on the finger, like my puppy would do or something like that, right. and was treated on site, was fine. I don't think there's going to be a lawsuit. I don't get the feeling that that's occurring anyway. But that this was just an incident that occurred at the zoo. And um, I just I think the, the trouble is that, you know, you look, you look at our zoo and you go, oh, Harambe. And then this well, happens, yeah, and people exactly. go, oh, That's Harambe. First you know? thing that comes to people's mind yeah. when you hear something like this. Right. Yeah. And we had the polar bear situation, I don't know, how many dozens of years ago that was. But you remember that, Ed? Yeah, I th- was that when the, somebody the, hopped the fence and went down there? No, this was not. This was the like trainer, a, a, right? a trainer, right? A trainer. Oh, yeah. Her arm bit off. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, that one. Because I'm and, thinking of some of these, because you hear of zoos all the time where some knucklehead leaps a right. fence and goes and tries to pet a bear. Right. Know? But, I mean, let, let's remember, that child was not physically injured related to Harambe. Right. was not physically injured at all. Harambe was, but the child was not injured. And in this case, this person was mildly injured. And so people are like, oh, but this happens all the time at the zoo. And I'm, like, thinking, well, it's a zoo. I mean, these are wild animals that we have put in a zoo so that we can all understand them better, learn 
more about them. Perhaps if they're endangered, they can procreate and put them into the wild and keep the species alive, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it is a zoo. And so um, I guess stuff can happen, like where you get a – if you're – and I guess the guy was feeding it an herbivite, which is just a treat for this animal. And I, I, who knows? Maybe he curled up his finger at the last second, and that's what happened. You know, the, they don't, you know, you always get told, put your hand flat, right. that kind of thing. So There's maybe a proper a way to feed a horse. That's how you do it. You got an apple, you stick it in the palm of your hand and that's bend, right. and bend your feet. Do not bend clutch back the, the other apple. way. Yes, yes. <laughs> a domesticated, relatively domesticated animal like a horse can do the same thing. A dog can do the same thing. If my dog really, there's a dog I love on my street, but if I try to give him a treat, I just kind of throw it on the ground because he's coming after my hand. <laughs> he's not trying to get my hand. He just wants the treat so bad, you know? Right. And um, it's not that he's a mean or awful animal. It's just what it is. So this is what happened yesterday, and I think, um, you know, it becomes a thing, though, right? Because wow. because of Harambe. And I think for the – and I'm putting words in the zoo's mouth, so I'm sorry to the zoo if I'm incorrect here. But because of Harambe, they're probably like, we're not talking about this. We don't want to get – this is not an issue. This was a minor, minor, minor thing. We don't want to turn it into something such as we are currently doing right now. <laughs> well, you're right. In a, yeah, in, in a way, yeah. But I, but I hope that you know no one you know loses their mind over this and, and the, the, the zoo gets a bunch of bad feet. I mean, sometimes, yeah, little stuff happens, and it shouldn't ruin it for everybody, right? No, and and we did ask them. That was sort of the way that we went after it yesterday. Like, will this change their policies? And they didn't seem to indicate that at all. And we contacted other zoos, and they have the same exact policies. You sign your life away, just like you do if you're going to go skydiving or anything else that might cause you any harm at all. You sign a, a waiver. And you're so, assumably, this person would have signed this waiver, too. And they, you know... This unfortunately happened. I don't know who the person is. We have not been told who this person is who had their finger nipped or bit at or something like that. I don't even right. know what the right verbiage is. But um, I haven't heard, like, seen anything on Facebook or anything of, like, oh, it was my finger and I'm suing. I just think that it was an unfortunate situation. And I, but I don't think that it's causing the zoo much trouble in the sense that I don't think that they're going to revisit their policies. Well, they might have to take a look at it just because they got to take a look at it. I would, I would hope so, but you know what you you mentioned earlier is like of a, and we're talking to Tanya Rourke, Channel Nine. If uh, you know you, a puppy will bite your finger, right? Oh yeah, so, or your face, right, or, your or hair. whatever, and they don't know any better. They're little, they're puppies. So this is the equivalent of a rhino puppy. Only Except it's a thousand pounds. I was going to say, that, say there's a little difference. It, it just so happens it's what I'm saying, but it's doing the same <laughs> thing that a puppy would do. Only it just probably weighs yeah. five hundred pounds. So yeah, you I, can't fault the animal. It's just doing what they do. Oh, no. I mean, is someone really trying to fault the animal? I hope I'm not. Sure that you will, you know, the, I'm sure. Uh, the Internet's a very dark there. place, but yes. It, uh... <laughs> oh, my gosh. You I mean, just made me think of a song I'm not going to repeat. But, um, you know, there's – it is. yeah, you're right, though, Ed. I mean, it's kind of one of those – Right. That's what it, that's what a baby animal does. Is, like I said, it's not it, oh, whether it be way, a five pound a puppy or a five hundred pound uh, rhino or hippo or whatever the hell it is. It's a rhino. It's not the same. Oh, uh, well, don't, do uh, don't do not make this Fiona. Fiona oh, does not bite yeah. <laughs> But by the way, you know, hippos are one of the most treacherous animals out there. You know, I would not want to find one in the wild. And so I love Fiona. I do. I love her with all my heart. I have a Fiona T-shirt. However, if Fiona were and I were alone, she might, you know, because she's, she's an animal. And 
I, if I were in well, her enclosure, I would be in her space. And that's exactly what we were talking about. People tend to think of these things as tame animals. And they're so cute. Right. But the point is to keep them right. as wild as possible. That's right. You know, you don't just, you know, they're not going to sit up and mm. on, and beg for a treat. They're wild <laughs> animals. That that's is the correct. idea of a zoo. And, you know, here's the thing. I, I mean, I'm saying this on a completely personal level. I've gone to the zoo and had the good fortune to get to feed, like, the baby um, giraffes. I'll say the giraffes. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so cool. And I really do hope that this is not taken away from us because of this. Because that is – I was with my boys one time. And we were walking through the zoo. We happened to run into someone we knew of zoo administration. And they were like, come with me. And they took us in, and we were given this wonderful opportunity to feed these babies. And we thought uh, they thought it was the coolest thing ever. I have pictures of them doing it, and I thought that is so cool. And they just got to get as close to a, a giraffe as they're ever going to get in all likelihood. And I'm not, I can't give that them that experience in Africa. I cannot take them with me. I cannot go myself. And so. Um, I just love that they were given that opportunity, and people can have that opportunity every day at the Cincinnati Zoo and zoos all over the country. For me, and this is completely my personal opinion, I hope that that doesn't end. Stuff like that, because that stuff is magic, and it's cool, and you get to be close to these creatures you would never get close to before. Yeah, uh, no, we, we we feel the same way. So, Tanya, uh, real quick before we go, later on Uh-oh. the show, we're going to do a topic. So, Toys R Us is, is making a comeback, right? You saw that. <laughs> So, yeah. so we it's want. So we want from Tanya O'Rourke. What is something from the past? Something you know, eighties, nineties, something that Tanya O'Rourke wishes yeah. would come back. You're a good Cincinnati girl. I mean, what is there something from your you beard or rest? No, a toy. Uh, no, no, whatever. Uh, anything. A restaurant, a store, whatever. It's anything. Oh, from Cincinnati. Yeah. You know what popped in my head first was the cool ghoul. Um, but that, that's going to be a little rough. <laughs> quite honestly. Um, it would come back. Hmm. This is not a Cincinnati thing, but do you remember marathon bars? Oh, yeah. They marathon were like, bars. they looked like a braid. They were caramel with chocolate yes. on them. They were long and flat, and they were looked like a pretzel braid. Like, but I like that to come back. Um, let's see. You remember, remember Johnny Bench's home plate restaurant? I remember it. I was never there. I, say, I never went I'm there. I'm not sure yeah. I ever went there either, but I remember thinking that was so cool. He had a restaurant in so town. Didn't a, P- a peak had one too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I didn't go to that one either. Right. I was a little kid. <laughs> not even when you were, well, that's, yeah, that's so long ago. I would like to bring ago. the World Series in... back to Cincinnati. Would that, well, that be okay? That would be nice. That would be nice too. That was no, from the 90s. I've got a couple of them. One of them, I don't know, because this is an obvious one. Anytime you see this on like Facebook, everybody says this restaurant. Burger Chef. Oh, I love Burger Chef, the little Burger Chef meals. Burger Chef was awesome. It was awesome. Why was it so awesome? So, uh, Rock's just sitting there. The, the, I have no the, idea what you're talking about. The youngster over here is looking at, <laughs> what are you talking about right Do now? Do you remember Zantigo's? Oh, yeah. I love, they have like the green burrito, green chili burrito, and the so, red chili burrito. See, Rock's that. shaking his head on this one. He's waving that one off. But see, try to imagine... Okay. A much cheaper version of Taco Bell Rock. <laughs> it that, that, that was Zantigo. <laughs> yes. Zantigo, I think Taco Bell bought Zantigo. Yeah, I mean, you could eat like a king in Zantigo's for about a buck and a quarter. A buck and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> you have all you and want. probably could still today. Wow. Um, uh, what, else are, what else on your list? 
Well, mine are Cincinnati related, but I have uh, cassette tapes. Like you could drop a cassette tape out of a car going sixty miles an hour, and you could throw them in; they still work. Like, yeah. They, by the way, they're making a comeback. My twenty-year-old, almost twenty-one-year-old, has um, cassette tapes. He makes cassette tapes to listen to, and he has like a little Walkman. And I don't know why he's being ironic or something. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. he also has a record player though, too. Like he goes to everybody's those are, records. I know those are big. My kids too. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Tony too with the cassette tapes. Um, do you ever like? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you were young, like your boyfriend make you like a mixtape. Uh, that mix- was the I best, was gonna right? I ask you, how many mixtapes did little oh, Tanya O'Rourke get in high school? Oh, dude, listen. Mixtapes were the bomb because oh. you knew, like you would be like, when doves cry yes. on there and, and, you, and you didn't I mean, know what was on it really and oh, you knew you a lot of work went into it too that's what made it cool that did make it cool and you had to think oh, what was he thinking about me about this right. ah! well awesome. you had the pickup mixtape you had the during the relationship uh, mixtape and you had the breakup that's when you like, drop oh. a little when doves cry on him or something like that you know yeah. <laughs> try to go all... came up with that song okay well, what else on your list Eddie uh, well, I'm going to save it from when we do the topic, Tanya. Oh, that's not fair. I miss I'll a, just have to listen. I'll miss I'll a, a, Al Shadowcotty, and I'll let you go back to watch some old tapes of Shadowcotty back you in the day. You want Al Shadowcotty come back? That's still like the cool goal. That's going to be hard to do. <laughs> right. so, but you. I'll channel him at 11 o'clock. <laughs> See you, buddy. Thanks, Tanya. Okay, bye. Tanya O'Rourke from Channel 9. But that's going to be fun. No, I we're going to hit this up later. And, and Willie's actually going to kick us off, kick this topic off at five. We're going to see what he well, misses. See, Willie's going to be talking about stuff that even I don't remember. Yes. Uh, Eddie and Rocky, check out that blog, 700WLW.com. The Cow Whisperer. That's funny. Amazing. Biggest wave ever paddled into by a woman. <laughs> Did you see this? Yes. It's like... Because they have different categories. I did not know that. Who knew? Because I've seen that before where they have like a wave runner that tows you into those giant right, waves. Right, those big waves you got to get towed out you there. Because you can't swim into the thing. This was the biggest wave a woman has ever paddled into, turned around, and rode. And surfed it in. Did you ever try surf? I mean, I, no, I, I've done my one and only time surfing was out in uh, Hawaii. It was in Maui. Um, I was out there for the, the Hula Bowl, which is the college all-star game, you know, like the senior bowl and all that. And like, you know, two days before the game, they take us surfing, right? Oh, They're going to teach us surfing. Story, and yeah. I fall and, and slice my hand open on coral. And it was like two days before, like, like an audition basically to be in the NFL. And I'll never forget calling my dad and being like, dad, man, I don't know how to tell you this, but you know. <laughs> Like I got like you know ten stitches in my hand, uh, you know falling on coral, you know surfing. What the hell are you doing surfing? You're right. supposed to be out there playing football, and now you're gonna da 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 da. Had an interception, first play of the game though. Bam. Bam. There you go. Well, you had that sticky tape on your hand. There you go. That's right. <laughs> you go Lester Hayes on that crap, man. So uh, something that I sent to Rock today, and I mean, you would look adorable in stilettos. <laughs> Oh, Apparently, man. this is a thing now because of the 
gender, the fluid Dysphoria, gender thing. Gender right. fluid thing. Stop it. They're starting to make special stiletto heels for uh, bigger feet. Now, people could, you could make the argument that back in the, you know, 16, 1700s, like the, all the, the monarchy folks, the kings, princes, and all that wore, they wore kind of like heels and stuff, right? Like these little, like, booty kind of things. Back like in that. the 70s, I wore stacked heels, <laughs> like Elton John. But of course, I'm 5'7, so that only helped, that got me up to like about 5'10, maybe on a good day. But yeah, so there's really there's such a demand apparently now that they're making like what what size shoe do you wear? I have no clue. Thirteen. <laughs> See some thirteen pumps. You, know, you could black, use that for a beer cooler. <laughs> that's right. God. Yeah, uh, but but I get yeah. Like back in the day, it was like that's what they used to do because wasn't like the wasn't like like the most attractive thing about a man like his calves. Isn't that what they always said about George Washington? That that's what like the thing is he had like huge calves. I was like, I, oh, I, I never that guy's a stud. That. that guy's a great leader. You never I, heard that? I never heard GW had uh, yeah. strong. Uh, yeah, and I calves. guess I thought it was like where like the, all the monarchs used to wear them because then the heels would make their calves like tense up and look bigger, look more attractive. Never, I will look that. Maybe up. I'm making this up, but I don't. This <laughs> what I've what I've read somewhere. Well, I don't know. Okay. But don't expect me to get get my. Uh, my that's gonna be my excuse for Jeez. wearing stiletto heels in the work one this, day. This world, we got uh, like that's the thing. The things are going so well, it's, despite what you may think, despite what the media makes you believe that the world's in chaos and the country's in chaos. Things are going so well that this is what we have to worry about, right? This is what people are doing. Like men are wearing heels. It's like we only have other stuff to do. Like, is there not anything else to like do or have controversial? I mean, no, apparently on. not. Jeez. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking to our good friend Mark Remillard, ABC News. And this is some serious stuff right here, Rock, what we're going to be talking to him about. That is coming up after the news right now. News Radio 700 WLW. Rock, this is truly uh, sad is maybe not a strong enough word. Let's yeah, talk to our deal. good friend Mark Remillard about it from ABC News. And, Mark, you know what? This really upsets me to see this because if anybody deserves compensation from the government and help, it's the victims of 9-11. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and that's part of the very idea behind this fund, which has uh, gone through several phases uh, over the uh, 17 years or so since uh, 17 years now since 9/11. Um, the first iteration lasted from 02 to 04. Then they brought it back. Uh, they reauthorized it the last time or the most recent time in 2015. Uh, and people are still filing claims uh, even all these years later. And in fact, uh, there's been really no slowdown in the number of new claims filed because uh, as time has gone on, people who were down in that area, uh, whether just by happenstance or happened to be uh, amongst those who helped in the cleanup effort, uh, many of them breathed in very toxic fumes and uh, things like that from the collapse of those towers, and uh, they have, uh, some of them unfortunately have uh, dealt with things like uh, very serious forms of cancer, and so that's all part of the idea behind this. Uh, but basically what the fund is now saying is that um, the $7.3 billion of federal money that is uh, that has been appropriated for this purpose uh, just may not be enough to last uh, all the way up to December 2020, uh, which is when the that's the deadline to file new claims at this point. That could get extended. It has in the past. But as of right now, that's the deadline, and they just say that they, they may not have enough. So they're, they're essentially opening up some public 
periods where people can comment to let them know uh, their thoughts about whether or not certain conditions should not be covered anymore. So, Mark, so there's $7 billion. Roughly how many people have applied or does this pertain to? Uh, let's see. So the fund has paid out about $4.3 billion on thirty-two, more than 32,000 claims uh, as of August uh, this year. So uh, there is still uh, at, uh, about $3 billion that remains uh, with less than two and a half years to go. But, uh, the, but the issue here is that the conditions uh, for many are getting worse uh, because these cancers are starting to develop. Uh, and it's not necessarily the cancerous conditions that they're focusing on. It seems like the uh, special master who oversees this fund is focusing mostly on whether or not certain uh, other conditions, like if you had, uh, you know, maybe a back, uh, a back issue from, from something like this, or other kind of physical ailments that don't involve cancer, uh, whether or not some of those should be taken off of uh, the coverage, or at least that had that coverage reduced. So again, this is all just part of a public comment period, but, uh, but at least right now, uh, that's, those are the numbers that we're, we're standing at right now. So, I mean, is, what is, I guess, the requirements? Is there, or is there a certain like radius distance away because because i have to i mean one would imagine that a reason why the fun may be in, in jeopardy is everyone's coming out of the woodwork saying i got ptse i got all this right. sort of stuff and the people that really need that were actually breathing in fumes are getting less money and these people that are just looking for a paycheck are getting more that's what uh, i was going to say and i'm sorry mark remillard our guest from abc news and i was going to say please tell us there isn't a ton of because of course there's always going to be some you know, Nimrod, who's trying to take advantage of something like this, please tell me that that is rare, few and far between. Uh, I, I believe it is. The the fund act does go through to verify information, so there is an eligibility criteria um, that you have to show that you were uh, down in this area. For example, uh, show that you were present at one of the attack sites between September 11th, 2001, and May 30th, 2002. So there's a window there, but. One thing that can happen is you may have filed a claim, let's say, in 2003 uh, for an injury or something related to that. Uh, but over the years, it's gotten worse. Uh, and so you could actually refile to say, hey, my condition has deteriorated. Now you would have to back that up with some medical records. Uh, but I believe there is a uh, about a $20,000 minimum low-end essential uh, compensation for people that may not require uh, as much medical detail on that. And so that's something wow. that they're looking at as well as to whether or not should that be lowered. Uh, and so that's that's all part of this public comment period. All right. And with that, Mark Bermillard, we'll let you go. We'll keep an eye on this. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you. And yeah, and that's the, isn't that sad that the first thing that comes to your mind is I hope nobody's trying to take advantage. Well, you know they are, though. Of course you know they are. I mean, I, you know, I'm trying I mean, to. $7 billion. That's, I mean, that's a lot of money. I'm just trying to, you know, I was trying to, I, I was trying to see how many people had applied for it because I was trying to see. So seven billion. Well, he said thirty-two thousand claims at this stage of the game. I think. Okay, so that would be over. That'd be about two hundred eighteen thousand dollars a person if there were thirty-two thousand people out of seven billion would all get that amount of money. Wow. Um. So. So yeah. I, you know. I, I don't know. It, it's. It seems like one. And, and they're in a tough spot because, you know, how how are you going to say no? You were actually weren't. You know. You actually didn't get anything from nine. Well, and you know? and processing all that stuff, you know. I mean, yeah. it's like, but like you said, it takes years, obviously, for some of this stuff to develop. 
Right. I, I just hate this scenario where someone that like is actually breathing, you know, a, a firefighter or a police officer who's going into right. buildings and pulling people out, and and they've died of cancer, and their their you know wife is you know trying to pay bills and stuff doesn't get as much as they should because someone else who lived oh, in Maine and said the storm blew some smoke over my way and now I have PTSD and I need some money. It's ridiculous. No, those guys need to go to jail right now. Do not pass go. Don't hold your breath. Well, that's, <laughs> I, in a perfect world, those people suffer. Yes. yes but think yes, about yes. that, what he was talking about. You know, the cancer takes forever to develop. It, like emphysema or some difficulty breathing might mm-hmm. take a while to develop. And as you said, if it's a cop or a fireman or some such, or if you even volunteered to go down there and help uh, clear debris, because they had, obviously, a lot of construction guys down there stirring that stuff up. God knows what was in those dust clouds, right? Shouldn't we get some reparations from you know, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, some of those other Middle Eastern countries? Maybe we should get some money from them to pay for that. Am I going down a dark road right now? You're going down a very dark road. <laughs> okay. And I sit and I wish you good. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good luck with that claim, sir. Eddie Fingers, Rocky Boyman talking about, well, we got a topic coming up here. Robots in your future. Pretty soon they're going to hire you and I guess sooner or later fire you. Yeah, they're going to be conducting your next job interview, potentially. We'll get to that in a second, but earlier we had Tanya O'Rourke on talking about the guy who got nipped at the zoo the other day by the rhino. Yes. And I said hippo originally, and Tanya went straight, up my, rhino. Yes. went straight up my butt about Doug was, you know, soiling Fiona's legacy. Yeah. It's apples <laughs> and oranges comparison, my friend. But uh, they're just two big pig-looking animals, let's face yeah, it. Yeah, they can rip your face off. Right, one's got to... a giant horn in the middle of its head. So I wanted to get to Tim... Oh, oh it, it, there's, there's Tim. Hey, Tim, right quick, talking hey, about the rhino, nipping at the guy's finger. Ed and Rocky, how you guys doing today? Good, man. Good. Man. Good. Hey, um, <clears throat> well, this is like four years ago. We were at Daughters High School uh, auction, and we bid on a behind-the-scenes tour, but it was at the Elephant House. Oh, and, uh, okay. We had some good success. We had done one like the year prior <clears throat> down at Union Terminal, which was unbelievable. We have three kids, and we were like, hell, you know, let's do it, you know, and, and, you know, kids were young enough at that point, and uh, we'll go have fun, and we went to schedule it about six months later, so the comment was more about when you guys asked Tanya about them changing the zoo, changing their policy, we called to schedule it, and they they couldn't do it anymore because of a PETA complaint. Oh, my God. Really? Really? Yes. So we we ended up getting our money back through through the high school, but, uh, yeah. We called, I called to schedule it, and the kids were all kinds of bummed out. Um, How is that harmful to an animal? But but see, what those fools don't realize is it's by because there's people that have the money to pay for a private tour of an elephant house or the reptile house. That's what keeps the zoo funded and keeps animals from being slaughtered all over the world, right? Without a doubt. It's it's certainly part of it. Um, And we paid, I mean, I think it was like $2,000 for it. Yeah. Yeah. Over over at St. Ursula. And, um, yeah, the kids were bummed, and so yeah, like so we got our money back. But uh, yeah, it was they said yeah, Peter Peter shut it down. So then 
when I heard after Fiona came around <clears throat> that they were doing behind the scenes tour with Fiona again, I'm like, well, what the hell? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right. So Tim did let me... at this point, you know, so, uh, that was out. Um, so, so let me hey, ask I, you, I will keep you but, well, no, let me, let me uh, ask you this real quick. Did sure. they, did they say what PETA's logic was here? Did not. I, Destruction. I was too hot. To Destruction of fun is their, was their motive. <laughs> I would think interacting with the animal would be a How good thing. How dare you? No. Right? No. no. I want to kill your yeah, fun. You know the animal? You know? Get a right. little bit of, you know, more. I mean, the animal is already but... in the zoo. It's not like you're taking a net and a harpoon gun or something <laughs> right, exactly. and capturing the animal. It's already there. Okay? Right. There for our enjoyment. Somebody actually wants to pay extra money to get a little behind the scenes thing with the money is going to help all the animals. Everyone's, everything is wonderful. And no. Bam. You've got it right. Yeah. Hey, quickly, I won't keep you. Um, I couldn't call in yesterday, but a quick, uh, a few brushes with uh, famous folks oh, yeah, in my did, world. At the end of the show yesterday. I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to call in. I uh, I was in New Orleans for work, and I was, get, I was checking out of the hotel, and, you know, elevator goes to the lobbies. I'm walking out of the elevator. Shaquille O'Neal's walking in. Oh, man. He had just gotten traded to the Hornets at that point. Um so I just gave him a quick high, whatever. And then uh, I was in St. Simons, Georgia, and same deal. I was going to a meeting down in the, uh, you know, down in the lobby, and James Mandolfini got on the elevator with me. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. T- Tony Soprano. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and then my great. last one, um, I was part. I was doing some things with the Republican Party forever ago, and I was asked to drive and um, down to. They were doing some kind of rally down at Fountain Square. And so, they, you know, I had a meet at Lunkin Airport in the morning, and, you know, Secret Service comes out, checks your car out completely, yada, yada, and you're kind of waiting. And they said, we don't know if you have anybody in your car, or you may have somebody in your car. We don't know who it's going to be. Well, <laughs> mine turned out to be Donald Rumsfeld. Really? Was, wow. He was a Secretary of Defense. defense. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he didn't, uh, he, didn't go, he didn't ride back with me, but he was, uh, he was fairly talkative on the way downtown. That's so great. that was pretty cool. Cool, man. Good, good right, stuff, Tim. Thanks, thanks bud. That is good hey, guys, stuff. Thanks. Have a good yeah. afternoon. Thanks, Tim. brother. See, now Shaquille O'Neal, not to get back on this subject, but Shaquille O'Neal is like one of probably two celebrities, famous people in the world, that I would be like, oh. I, I, I think he is awesome. Him and Bo Jackson, I would be like nervous to meet, but would love to meet those guys. Shaq is one of the few people Shaq in is the, the world bomb, right? who's bigger than you. I oh. can't even. You standing next to Shaq would look like me standing next to a my son, three year old. Right. Yeah, right. right, exactly. God, Shaq's awesome. Love to meet him. So, um, well, while we're on the topic, I forgot about this because we're getting. Why don't we just save the robot thing and yeah, that's, how that's going to impact your life one of these days? You're not going to believe this topic. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. But in regard to political stuff, um, there was the opening day of the new ballpark. I think mm-hmm. I, I, I might have told this on the air before, but it's been a long time. And so I was, we were interviewing on the Dawn Patrol the day before opening day, uh, a person from the Reds front office. Mm-hmm. And so off the air, she's telling us how cool the new ballpark was and da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And I got to do a walkthrough with my brother-in-law who did all the glass work down there. So I'd been walking around, but not. It would be like two weeks before it opened. So they had obviously done a lot more work. So she's talking about how cool it's going to be and the diamond seats and all this and da 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 da. And I said, "How much are they?" And she, whatever it was, two twenty five or two fifty or whatever right. the case was at that stage. And I said, "Are there tickets available?" And she's like, "Yeah, we still have some." 
So I come home from work that day, and I go to Deb, and I go, look, there's there's going to only be one opening day at a brand-new ballpark. I'm willing to buy us whatever, how much ever it was going to be, $500 worth of baseball tickets, basically. And she goes, well, you know, hey, if you want to do that, I agree with you. This is kind of an historic thing. So anyway, so I do that, get the tickets, and there's about five of us there. And that's when I smoked, and I sneak away to go in this tunnel that you had to go through to go to where the bathrooms were. And it's kind of where the access tunnel to the field, where they bring all the, you know. Right. I I think in the other tunnel, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I sneak through, I sneak out there, and I go and stand in the stairwell and smoke a cigarette. Because I'm a badass, right? <laughs> and uh, when he was talking about the Secret Service, I'm, and George, the old George Bush was... George H.W. H.W., yeah. yeah, was throwing out the first pitch or whatever. And so I'm walking out to the stairwell, and I see this big group of guys, and there's a cop standing there with his hand up in my face. And I'm thinking, well, this is big for smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> So I see this group of like whatever it was, 10, 12 guys walking towards me, and it was uh, it was President Bush. Nah, he was and throwing out the first pitch. They were leading him to the field, Neat. and uh, he comes walking by, and I was wearing a Reds jersey, and he's walking along talking to these guys, and I'm just going, I can't believe this is happening right now. And he looks over at me, comes over and shakes my hand, and he goes, so you're playing today? <laughs> and... Uh, I'm like, sir. As soon as I finish this Marlboro Red, I'm taking third base. I'm like, sir, if they need me, I'm in there. He goes, well, carry on. Good luck to you. And keeps walking. And I go back to the seat. And uh, I go, you are not going to believe what just happened. Right. And, of course, everybody's like going, you're high. Whatever. Did did you go out there and, like, do heroin or something? What the hell's wrong with you? You did not. I was like, I swear to God. Right there. You said hello to me. And uh, so – there was a somebody said there was a picture online, and my wife called. It was a guy from the Louisville Courier, and I got a picture of me shaking President Bush's hand. Where's that picture at? It's at home. I'll bring it in. Bring that in. That's got to go on the blog. Yeah, I'll find it. Got to be on the blog. I think I probably still have it. It would be even cooler if he said, "Hey, I'm I'm kind of nervous to throw this pitch out. Let me get a drag of that smoke real right. quick." <laughs> well, that would have been cool. I, no, I left that in the stairwell. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Because that would have been funny. Like, you, you hold on. I'm going to arrest you. Shake hands with the president. Now come with me. Uh, coming up, what are we talking about here? We're going to be talking about mine and Rock's favorite topic. He's on one side. I'm on the other. Yeah. Do video-, video games and violence. I think they exacerbate violence and violent actions, shootings, and you say no. New study agrees with me. We'll yeah, dive the, into it. The Boyman Institute, I'm sure it is. I funded it. Now the news. News Radio 700 WLW. Video games, does it cause violence? My argument is no. I think you still have, I think you have to have that innate, whatever, brain bubble in you. Yeah, maybe that triggers something if you're already predisposed to do something like this. Now you think it causes it. No. No, I don't think it causes it. I think you, I mean, you have to be born with some sort of you know, disposition sort of thing. And there's uh, probably a bunch of other factors, but I think that is a factor. I think the, the, the desensitization, is is that how you say that word? We're becoming desensitized to violence, right? And I think because of how realistic some of these, especially first person shooter games. And I, I admittedly, I, 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 and you know, years ago when I played video games, loved 
love playing first-person shooter games, but I think it does lead to a certain sense, and if people have some of the predispositions, they can kind of further them down that, that dark road. Let's talk to our good friend, Dr. Cal Adler, about it. Doc from the uh, UC College of Medicine. So, Cal, do you th- yeah. your your thoughts on this? I think we've touched base with you on this lightly before, but do you Sorry. do you agree with? Or I mean, you had, in, in my opinion, you have to be predisposed to have that there, and you you glom onto this, and all it does is encourage you to follow through on your gut reaction. No, no, I, I absolutely agree. I, I, and what's interesting about the the latest that latest meta analysis, I think, is sparking all the conversation is that this is a study by a group that is very much supportive of the idea that that violent video games are associated with violence. And even this, a study from a group that, again, is predisposed to finding a positive association, found it a tiny association. I mean, it was critically, it was, pardon me, statistically significant because it was so big, but the actual effect was less than a percent. You know, you know, additive effect. It's tiny, and this is a group that, frankly, favors that connection. So, so the study we're talking about it was done seventeen thousand adolescents from nine to nineteen, um, from two thousand ten to twenty seventeen. So, a seven year long right. study uh, found that playing violent with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Video games led to an increased physical aggression over time. So I mean, it's, it doesn't seem. It seems like a pretty, you know, pretty well. Um, you, you know, there's, there's. It's not like there's like ten people they study. This is a pretty, pretty long study, and, and pretty many folks. Well, it, it overstates a little bit. They didn't actually study anybody. They looked at existing studies, and taken together, there are about seventeen thousand participants. The problem is with that kind of meta-analysis, where you take a bunch of studies and put them together, is that it's only as good as the studies that went into it. And a lot of these studies have some real problems because it's, it's a hard thing to study because, face it, if, if you tend to be more aggressive, you're probably playing more aggressive video games. So disentangling that is, is hard to do. And so they made an effort to do that. But it's, I, I wouldn't oversell the strength of study. As I said, they didn't actually study anybody. They, they lumped together a large number of studies of varying quality and managed to find a tiny right. increased risk, but really tiny. But, but but doesn't it just make sense, Doctor? I mean, forget the study, forget all this and that. If you have maybe, again, like there are some people that have a predisposition for that sort of thing, if you're constantly, as kids are, in these virtual worlds where they're communicating online and they're playing video games 10, 15 hours a day, and you're seeing these images of you know things getting blown up, bodies getting blown up, and you're recycling you know guns and you're getting more ammo and all that, there, I mean, over time, could, could you not see just, well, again, without any study, could you, not, could you not see where that may lead someone kind of further down that line of not knowing the difference between a video game and reality? Of course, you could make the contrary argument that 
that's a way of perhaps getting it kind of out of your system in a sense. And we really yeah, just I've heard know. that. I don't know. I don't, I've heard that argument. I don't. I don't necessarily believe it. I mean, I I, I think. Oh, I- you know, it's one thing. Like I used to say, this is that about rock and roll concerts, right? Oh, that—that's where you know it's it's causing you know boys to be violent, and the argument could be made. Well, that's where they can release some of the right. the, the the aggression. But I, I just feel like this is different, though. I feel like this is different. Well, and, and remember, I, I guess I'm, I'm showing my age now, but I remember when uh, role playing games like you know Dungeons and Dragons, right? Mm-hmm. Because of their immersive nature, were touted as sparking violence. Uh, and there was a, a nationwide scare about that. And of course, it turned out to be nonsense. Uh, and at one point, we saw this with movies. That's a little before my time. Well, mo- I believe and, I believe in movies too. I, I believe all that stuff. Movies, a music, and all that stuff. We've gone through all of that stuff. But video games is the latest, right? Immersive situation. But that's another thing. Dr. Cal Adler from UC is our guest, and these and, and we laugh about it all the time because it's creepy. But these new, uh, whatever, love bots and the Bravo Langle and people saying that that causes men to become more uh, sexually aggressive. And that goes I agree back with that too. To, well, to the argument that you just made, though, Doc, that some people say that lets them get it out of their system. Well, I want to be careful that I'm not saying there's any good evidence that it does let them get right. out of the system. <laughs> there are two, there are two sides to, to this, is all I'm saying, right? right? No, exactly. That's the only point I was making. But it's also true that despite people looking for it very carefully, there really is no data suggesting that pornography increases violence or even violent pornography, um, that it actually causes any sustained increase in, in violent thoughts or behavior. Really? I, I just I feel like the, the more, I guess, violent or the more um... – I guess uh, hardcore porn has gotten has made men kind of feel like, oh, that's kind of the normal. That's kind of the how yeah. sex is supposed to be. When of course it's not. It's not even close right. to that. No, and I think there is. You're absolutely right. There is some some findings that it it changes the way sexual behaviors in a sense and what's considered normal, what people expect in their relationships. Uh, certainly, but so the, the so porn is so, so if, if, if porn is kind of if affecting a, a young adolescent boy's mind and what his expectations for sex are, could you not? Could, is it not at least plausible that one could be involved in a video game and playing these video games that are very realistic and get some sort of push in that direction of, of violence and maybe mass shooting? No, I mean it's absolutely plausible. It's just that the data hasn't really shown up. And again, this is a nice example. This is, as I said, a study from a group that is looking to find that kind of link, and they managed to eke out a really, really small association. It's statistically significant because it was so big, but less than a percent, you know, additive effects that dwarfs the effects of just being a guy. Yeah. All right. And with that, Dr. Cal Adler, we'll let you go. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure. Pleasure. Doc, thanks. Thank you. So you're, you're agreeing with me that you have to be predisposed for this to affect you. Yes. I mean, because there's, I mean, clearly there's a, a lot of people that play video games every day and the majority are not, you know, beating up their wives or they're going shooting people up or all that sort of thing. No, but I, I, yeah, so you have to have some sort of predisposition, but then you throw in all the other factors of how um, less personal communication is with social media you throw in violence in the movies you you throw in the video games people becoming desensitized to that sort of thing i think all those things added up yeah of course and well your thoughts have you seen a change in anybody you know especially a kid seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred the big one pound seven hundred on at&t uh based on all this stuff we just talked about it 
whether or not be aggressive does it cause aggressiveness as far as sexuality goes, as far as violence goes. Any you know, any there's driving games too. Does that make you think you can get on the road and do whatever the hell you want to do? Maybe I don't know. I want that. I, I want that game. But <laughs> your thoughts on this? You're, you're programming that game, right? <laughs> Video games and violence. Is it a thing? New study. We we just talked to our good friend Dr. Cal Adler from UC. He says that yeah, there less than a percent influence on your average bear as far as causing you to be a violent human. Yeah, I I just don't see how it could not be a factor if you have that some sort of wiring predisposition. Like how, I said, how could, how could it not predisposition? Help? I won't argue with you there, but I don't think it's because some people seem to suggest that you know you're a normal guy or girl and you're sitting there and all of a sudden you start watching and you go, wow, I never thought about mass shootings before. Now I'm going to go try it. No, I, I think you you maybe have some of that predisposition as there's probably a lot of people that do that never in their lives act that I'll end up acting upon oh, it. Sure. But, you know, because of, again, the predisposition, you start going down that road and things become a little cloudy in terms of what's real and what's what's not and yeah absolutely i just don't see how it couldn't be just looking at it i don't see how it couldn't be a factor now we'll talk to you about it hey mike you're first up how you doing you're hey. on with ed and rock we're hanging in how you guys doing good, good. well my take on this and i heard you guys talking about this a little bit but i don't think it's so much that it caused it i just think that when and now i'm old enough to know life before video games and I think when you're used to having to create your own entertainment when you're outside or doing whatever, shooting baskets or throwing a baseball or whatever, that you've got a release to all the energy that is stored up. And we as, as humans are supposed to move. We're not just supposed to sit on our butts and, and play video games for 20 hours a day or what have you. And it's just, I just think that there's just no release for most of these people. I don't know that it's the video games that's causing the violence or whatever tendencies there may be, I just think that it's that it. What by getting engrossed in those games, they just they lose their ability to to release their 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 energy. Well, and I, 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 right, and and I agree with you, and I think the the, the kind of what to your point there. I, I think it's less that they're not moving around; it's just that you're not you're not getting human to human interaction. It used to be when kids played yeah, without thanks, video Mike. games, it was you know you. Whatever you were, you know, me well, and you, Ed, were out playing on the playground. I had to come and I talked to you, and I had to feel your emotions. And and hey, and how do you feel about this? And how do you feel about that? And now it's all like, it's it's like an isolated thing where it's just you and this surreal, coordinated communication with people that are out there, but you can't see them, you can't feel them, you can't touch them. They're there. So I just don't know if if we if you get that human to human interaction where if I know if I hit you, I know that that hurts you, right? right. And if I you know, throw a basketball at the back of your head. I can feel that that hurts you, and I get your reaction. I see your reaction. When it's happening on a video game, game screen, I, I don't think you, you feel that. But see, that's the thing is that, yeah, again, I, I go back to predisposition. I think you're predisposed to do something. There's a crazy gene there that's just waiting to get the uh, flip the switch on. And, like, think about all these people who get indoctrinated into some weird religion or ISIS or any of that stuff. Yeah, you're communicating. Like I've told you, my kid can sit there with headphones on and play whatever video game with some guy in England, some guy in Australia, some guy in San Francisco, some guy in uh, upstate New York. And But, you know, all it takes is one person to get in your head and start filling you with all with nonsense. Mm -hmm. 
But, you know, you're like going, hey, this guy seems pretty cool. Yeah, he's making a lot of sense right now. Right. But but I just I, I feel I, I feel the the lack of personal communication skills of young people. You, you talk to them and they're they're so used to not having human to human interaction as much. And they're used to texting. They're used to emailing that they, they, it's hard for them to have have a person to person face to face conversation. When I had my training academy, I, I've told you this before. Guys would. You know, they want to cancel a, a workout, and they'd send me a text. But no, 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 no. You're going to come in here, right? And you're going to either call me on the phone, and right. we're going to, Man up. yeah, we're going to, we're going to, you know, probably yell at you a little bit, right? And you're going to feel that. But but it's like so because of that, that the loss of I see the loss of personal interpersonal communication skills. I feel like it's not it's not entirely not plausible that it could also flow into that that realm as well. Let's talk to D. Hey D, you're next up. What's going on? Your thoughts. Hello, D. And D, uh, there's D. I'm sorry about that, D. How you doing? That's okay. Uh, listen, I I have a pretty good story here. Uh, my son, at age 12, uh, was into the slasher movies, right? The Halloween and all that kind of stuff. Him and his best friend, and you know, they'd have sleepovers and stay up all night and watch it. So I was getting a little concerned, being trying to be a good parent. And we're having this discussion, and I'm like, hey, you guys, you know, I, you might want to lay off this stuff. You know, it'll desensitize you, and I don't want you to get, you know, some kind of violent tendencies or something like this. And my son, he's 12, he looks at me, he goes, Mom, it's pretend. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you want to hear, right? Exactly, You're absolutely right. exactly. So I think you guys are right on with the whole, you know, we are a product of our genetics and our environment. And when kids, you know, kids' brains are not wired like adult brains. Mm-hmm. So now if my kid was sitting there watching these movies all the time and had no parental... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Supervision. Didn't have a parent that discussed this kind of thing. Maybe had a little bit of a weird social environment or whatever um, left to his own devices. You know, that might be a problem. And, and I see that might be where in lies the problem, that these kids are left alone, set, plugged in front of a TV, plugged in front of a video game, no social skills, no social interactions, no, no parents around. Um, so that's my take on it. And you know what, D? I think you're exactly right yeah, in that I, regard. Yeah. If you don't have any parental feedback, you just kind of use the information that you have in front of you. Can, can we at least agree that there's... Uh, many, many factors involved. I'm just saying this is one of them. Is it the factor? Is this one turning kids into uh, mass shooters? No. But I, I think it is, is a factor when there's someone that is maybe inclined to do that. This uh, just kind of I dumps think if, some diesel. If you're wired wrong, it can definitely shove you that way. How about that? Fair enough. Fair enough. So how, coming up, there's got to be Uber drivers that listen to us on a yes. daily basis. Driving around, you know, you're just waiting for a pickup. So I've been reading a bunch of stuff, and Rock has as well, about Uber. The latest thing is 
you're not getting paid nearly as much as they advertise. No, yeah. Well, yeah. Here's the here's the the study or the the report come out that uh, Uber drivers make less than ten dollars an hour after you factor in you know the vehicle expenses and your gas and you know you got to buy new tires and you know when you factor all those things in, you're getting paid less than ten bucks an hour. And you and I were were talking about this because. I, I think the the notion out there is that this is like the ultimate retire thing and the ultimate second job, and everyone's just making all this your money. side hustle, Rock. your side hustle. <laughs> yeah, that's your your favorite term. Yes, but apparently maybe it's not so so good of a side hustle, Ed. So you uh, Uber people, we want to hear from you right now. Get your take on well dealing with people in general, and what's it like to pick up a drunk twenty year old on a Saturday night? Well, and I wonder too is it, is it kind of one of those things where everyone is kind of doing it now. Like maybe it was good when it first came out and there wasn't as many people, but now everybody's doing it. So you're cannibalizing each other. Exactly. We'll uh, take your Uber calls, Uber person. But now the news, news radio, 700 WLW. Eddie and Rocky talking about and talking to you Uber drivers, Uber guys. You cut right to the front of the line, seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. the big one, pound 700 on AT&T. I've seen a couple of things, Rock, and you have in front of you the latest one that, you know, they promise you a lot in driving an Uber car, but once all said and done, because now there are so many drivers, you don't make as much. Right. And once you factor in all the upkeep on your car, the gas, and blah, 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 you're not getting that much money. Right. That, that's what the study said. And it, basically that the median hourly pay with tip for Uber drivers is about $14.73. Now, um, some outfit called Ridesters, they they, they they give the estimate or make the claim that you, you got to factor in $5 per hour in vehicle costs, which is, you know, it's gas. It's eventually you're going to need to buy a you know, $200 set of tires. You're eventually going to need to buy a new this or that for your car. So, and then when it comes down to it, you're actually making about $9.73 an hour, which isn't as much as I think we're all led to believe, right? Everyone, every, you know, when I, especially when this first came out, God, I had so many people who'd be like, oh my God, I'm doing this on the side. I'm making an extra, you know, 500 right. bucks a month. And it's like, my God, but maybe, I don't know if maybe that and to your point, there's just more of them out there. Maybe that's gone down. I, I don't know. I'd love to know. We have several Uber guys on the line here. Let's go first to Nick. Nick, thanks for holding. You used to be an Uber driver. Yeah, that's correct. And why'd you stop? Well, I stopped. I stopped because I moved. Well, I live in Dayton, and um, I used to drive in uh, Columbus. That's where I first started off because it launched in uh, Columbus initially. Mm -hmm. And um, I I drove up there for a while. I'd drive up there just one weekend a month and, you know, kind of stay with a buddy of mine that lives just uh, just east of Columbus in Bexley. I'd stay up there and drive on a Friday, Saturday, and then come back, and I did it to make extra money for a car. Um, But then when I – they started Uber in in Dayton, and um, I started driving here, but it's just – Dayton was a little more sketchy, so I kind of – that's kind of where it stopped. (laughs) So – but in terms of, like, I mean – all, all that aside, was it actually were you making good money at it, or was it not as as much yeah. as it's cracked up to be? Yeah, I think a lot of the I think the comments you made are, are pretty much accurate. You know, I was making and I tracked it, so I was, I was making about thirteen or fourteen bucks an hour. But in Columbus, they had um, when I was first because it just started in Columbus when I when I started driving. 
um, surge pricing. So, it, like, that's where the price kind of doubles and triples and does all that right, craziness. Right, right. And that's kind of where you make the money. So you got to stay when it. You got to stay. You got to drive when it's busy to to really make up for the times that you're not doing anything. But I think you're right. And some of these other markets, you know, I don't know about Cincinnati, but Dayton for sure. You know, there just wasn't, there seemed to be too many drivers. You weren't making any money. I will say this, though. The really nice thing is that you can drive whenever you want. There is no BS yes. about that. Right. So that's, so when it comes to making extra money, that's kind of the incentive. And that was the incentive for me. All right, Dick. Thanks. Let's talk to a guy who's Makes doing sense. it right now. Hey, Rick, you're currently a driver, eh? Yeah, I am. I do, I do drive for Uber Eats part time. I don't take passengers, but I do deliver the food. And in my opinion, it's a great opportunity. And what, what Rocky said about the pay is absolutely right. You know, I mean, after you take away the money you spend on fuel and auto maintenance, et cetera, you end up with, you know, nine, ten, eleven dollars an hour. But the great thing is that you can work whatever you want. When I was, when I was looking for a job in my field, um, it was nice because I could go to interviews and then schedule you know, and just go to work whenever I was going to an interview for a job, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I'm considering starting up my own business. And this is a good thing to do while I get my customer base. Uh, right. While I work on, you know, you know, getting my customer base to the point to where I can completely jump ship and then and, and do and do what so, I want to do. Hey, Rick, let me time. let me ask you because Nick, our last caller, said the same thing. I mean, it must, it's nice to schedule own, your own hours, but how do you do that? Do you just kind of flip on your meter, for lack of a better way to put it, anytime you want, and you just start picking people up? Is that how that works? That's how it works. Uh, you have a phone app, and it's all done by, by smartphone apps. And usually it works best if you go someplace where there's a large number of people and a small concentrated area because that's where all the restaurants are, like, you know, your Clifton Heights um, – Hyde Park, um, Oakley, Mount Lookout, areas like that. There's a lot of restaurants, there's a lot of disposable income, and there's a lot of people in one small area. So that's where it seems to work the best. And, and, and uh, let me ask you this. How does the surge pricing work? Like, do you, you don't have any control. Is that company controlled? And, and how does it, when do you know it's happening? Well, it says on the, on the app, it says what the surge, what the promotion is at the current time. There's a link on your on your on your app that you click on and it tells you what all the promotions are, when they are, and it gives you a listing of what the surge price is at that current time period. Like during the overnight hours, uh, usually there is a surge offered because it's hard to get people out there to drive late at night, you know, in the middle of the night or whatever, also early morning too. So it, it varies from, from time from, you know, whichever time of day it is. It depends on what time of day it is when they will offer the surge. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Rick, you, you said you're, made, you're primarily, right, an Uber Eats guy? How, uh, yes. how, how yeah. Bus- what's the, yeah, what's the difference? I'm how, sorry. How, how, yeah. okay. how uh, busy do you stay doing that? For And for, for people who don't know, Uber Eats is basically you go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. pick up their food, and bring it to them, right? Like a, like a pizza delivery guy kind of thing. Correct. I've always stayed very busy, but I stick in the, in the correct areas, though. You know, I stay in the best areas. Um, I never really had a problem with having to wait around, you know, for a call. Uh, usually, um, you know, you go in, You sometimes you wait. You go to the restaurant, sometimes you wait, sometimes you don't. Sometimes the food is ready, sometimes it isn't. You have to wait if it isn't. But you just, you just pick up the food. Uh, you go, 
and deliver it to the, the customer. And usually the customer is not too far from where the restaurant is, you know, by, by, by you know, vicinity-wise. You know, sometimes people order food from across town, but that doesn't happen that often, though. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. Let's uh, talk to Monty about it. Monty, you're not a driver, but you uh, have a relative who is, huh? Yeah, I have a, a nephew-in-law, I guess, lives in uh, Vancouver, Washington, right over the river from Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of taxes there, there's a lot of going back and forth. And he's making a couple of hundo a week taking people out to the airport and back. Because okay. it's real expensive to park at the airport. Oh, okay. That so that's, that's kind of his niche he's carved out that you can actually maximize your money by doing the airport thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Doing him real well. So that And thanks, Monty. I was telling Rock earlier um, when we were on vacation over in uh, France in, in June, because I'm a I'm an idiot and had I didn't have the Uber. And both of my sons are like they don't even use them, and they got the Uber app, right? Just because they have every app that's apparently invented. <laughs> Just because. And uh, so I was like, okay, you're going to order the cars, whatever. I'll handle the cost. You don't worry about it. And I tell you, we never had to wait for a car longer than five minutes. And like I said, we only used them four or five times tops the whole week we were there. But, man, they are spot on immediately. No, they're, they're definitely spot on. They they, they are. There's I, I've ordered a couple, I mean, probably only a couple in my life, but I've been with groups where they order them. And here's a little trick, Ed, too, is if you say you don't have the app downloaded on your phone, you always get out of paying for the Uber because it just automatically comes out of the thing. And you're like, oh, do you need some money? And they're like, oh, just get me back. That's how you oh, get them, man. Yeah, I tried that. Use my ignorance to my advantage for a change. But yeah, I, but if you don't have the app, you can't order it. But that's right? what I also said. And, and you hear a lot of there's a lot of uh, going back and forth with cab drivers who are not really oh, happy they're happy because they got to pay more taxes and, and, and you know, union fees and all that sort and of deal. Yeah, over there where we were in this town, it's basically a tourist place. And I was telling Rock, I mean, there, I there are cases of like gangs of cab drivers if a uh, you know, Uber guy pulls up, and they realize you're Uber. They will kick the living. So this is like a, like a Bloods versus the Crips. This Basically, like Ubers versus the taxis. But yeah, but unfortunately for you, there's about 14 cab drivers and you and one. And Uber uh, driver, but right. I was telling, you, we went to the train station twice, and the guy it was two different guys. Both times they let us out like a block and a half away from the train station, and you go, yeah, it's right up there. Now is that because they knew yes. that if they if they pulled yes. up to the train station, a lot of cabs would be there. They wouldn't take the too kindly are, of it. The cabs are lined up, waiting like they do at the airport may... or whatnot. Gotcha. So they don't want to be identified. They'll, they'll chase you through town apparently, and like bell, baseball bat. That. That's right. <laughs> and Rocky about ten minutes away from Wednesday with Willie after the news. But now in the meantime. Talking to Uber drivers and the money in Uber. Hey, Greg, thanks for holding, buddy. What's going on? Oh, just uh, doing what I do best, drive. There you go. Are you? But, uh, are I, you? I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not an Uber driver, but okay. I really helped an Uber driver make a lot of money one night. How's that? Uh, I live in Crittenden, Kentucky, and a buddy of mine from Anchorage, Alaska, was in town, and there was a concert going on that I had tickets to that we had plans to go to. And uh, we didn't want to drive, of course, because we knew we'd have a few adult beverages. So course, yeah. I called Uber, had him made arrangements to pick me up. Uh, his, uh, my buddy's 
brother and son took us to the concert. It was John Prine at the Taft. Oh, hell yeah. And that was a great show. Um, so anyway, she picks us up, takes us to Crittenden, and uh, I had two or three hundred bucks cash on me, and I just happened to have one $100 bill, and I didn't realize it. And the fare was 40 bucks. So I gave her up what I thought. My buddy tipped her $20, and I gave her what I thought was $40, when in fact I gave her $120. Mm. I gave her a $100 bill and a $20 bill. And uh, unbelievably, about five minutes after she leaves, she calls me, and we kind of got friendly in, in, on, in route. She was a nice young girl, I thought, anyway. But uh, she calls me, she says, Greg, did you mean to give me $120? And I said, no, no. I said, my buddy tipped you, didn't he? And she said, oh, yeah, he gave me $20 tip. I said, no, I meant to give you $40 a fare. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, it's, you know, the bars are closing. i got to go finish tonight, but I'll come back at the end of the night and give you your $80 back. Well, needless to say, I never saw her again. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to have a happy, and I was like, going, good for her, man. No, she just vanished. Yeah, I did too, especially since she called back. I mean, right. you know, most people probably wouldn't have called. But, so, uh, yeah, me and my buddy sat up to about 4 o'clock in the morning waiting for her, and we decided, well, <laughs> that's not happening. We're going to bed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. See, I, the concert was great, man. The show was really worth uh, it. John Prine is the greatest. We've never seen him. See, I, I thought Uber, you couldn't give them cash. I thought, is that not That's one news of the, to me, too. I thought you, you thought know. it had to be, that way you couldn't, like. You enter your credit card information. and uh, Right. And then that uh, way you couldn't, you couldn't artificially jack the price up. It's just kind of like Uber as a company is surge pricing versus. Well, it's know, it's amazing know. to me that it, it's only forty bucks by car, by Uber from Cincinnati to Crittenden. You know, yeah, Crittenden's a little ways down now. Every time I hear Crittenden, and every time I pass on seventy five South, there I think about you, <laughs> about circa nineteen ninety six, ninety seven. <laughs> joke of the day, yeah. and you would always go, and we're going down way, way, way. <laughs> Way past Crittenden. When you do like south. some, you know, whatever, like Way redneck joke or something. Way past Crittenden. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 to the point where I even remember when I was young, I asked my mom, like, what is Crittenden? She's like, oh, it's, it's in Kentucky. It's down the, <laughs> down the ways. Of the I, was like, oh, and okay. I don't even know how that started. It just <laughs> kind of came out of nowhere. Every time you guys did that, that was a riot. Um, <laughs> anything you heard on the joke of the day was completely made up on the spot for no reason. I was like, going, oh, people seem to like it. Just keep doing it. <laughs> um, coming up, we're going to be talking to Willie and... Speaking of things that are gone forever, perhaps, joke of the day, but we're talking about now, look, it looks like uh, Toys R Us are coming back. Yeah, so then this was only a couple months ago. It was like they're done, bankruptcy, they're selling all their stuff and all that, but now it looks like coming back. So it got you and I thinking and discussing earlier today, just you know, stuff from the past you wish it would come back. I mean, it could be restaurants, it can be stuff i I said earlier i wish mixtapes would come back i mean just cassette tapes in general those things never broke right they you know you could carry around a bunch of them um so yeah just stuff you wish would make a comeback and we're gonna we're gonna let willie kick it off i wonder what his is going to be see i i won't even know what he's talking about it'll be so old is it like like wooden golf clubs or something is that i'm sure it'll be persimmon woods or something persimmon woods (laughs) But I'm going to take this one off the table right now because I said this earlier with Tanya Rourke. Burger Chef is always a given. Everybody in this area, because there was a Burger Chef right down that street from my house in Dayton. And I didn't know they were so big in Cincinnati as well back in the day. But that was some good stuff now. I I missed that one. That was a little, little before me. 
had the, the works bar there. You got get your hamburger, put all the crap put all on the there. crap on you wanted, uh, huh? Hell yeah! Come on now, good eating, man. Well, it's coming up after the news, which is right now. News Radio 700 WLW. Ah, the good old days, Rock. Stuff that's gone but not forgotten. This got us talking about this because, in case you didn't hear, apparently, this didn't take long. Toys R Us <laughs> right. is didn't coming take... back. Yeah. But stuff you would like to see come back. Right, give me, I need one or two years. Give me a couple years. Well, I, said, I already off. said Burger Chef, and I'm going to stick with the restaurants. And there was also a place around called Sandy's Hamburgers. Sandy's Hamburgers. Great little burgers. Sounds good. It was right. like kind of a bigger um, White Castle, like a bigger slider. It was like a regular Like in between size. like a McDonald's and a White Castle somewhere? Yeah, like... like a regular McDonald's cheeseburger, yeah. Okay. You know, those things that you can eat in two bites. Nice. That used to nice. cost like 20 cents or whatever it was. But <laughs> Sandy's had some great food. Nice. And, I and well, again, another restaurant, Friendly's. I always liked Friendly's. I remember Friendly's. My grandma used to take me, yeah. take me to Friendly's. They had like ice cream and stuff too, right? Get like, yourself a fribble well, and call me in the morning. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I'll give a couple. Not food related, but music videos. Somebody tell me a good reason why music yeah. videos don't come back. And you can tell me all day they're on YouTube. I don't want to look them on YouTube. I want to look at them on my TV, right. and I want them to come on. I want to do a countdown. Love music videos. I want it to be like the radio. You never know what you're going to see. Right. Exa- exactly. Right. exactly. That's exactly. That's a very good point because when when you have the 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 you know whatever the the playlist downloaded, you know what's coming. But on the radio, a song always sounds better when you don't accept when you don't expect it. So that my other one is is in this paperless world we live in. Everything's online. I want stuff to come back to paper. I want my paycheck mailed to me. On paper, okay, because it's online, and they tell me it's because they want to save trees, but it's it's online because they know that I'm not going to go online and look at it, and they could be right. screwing me out of money. My wife looks at it, which is it could be an issue, but I don't. I, I want I want to get mailed a check in the mail. Let's talk. Do you to, understand? Do you feel my frustration? On I know. Oh, I've thought about that too. I always, you know, I didn't study it hard, but I would always check out my pay stub just to see. Right, yeah, yeah. you got the sure mail, you'd open it up somebody and you know, make sure it kind of matches up. It, I, I, know. Know. I got to have 10 passwords to find out what it is. I want paper. So let's talk to Willie. It's Wednesdays with Willie time. And Willie, what do you miss that you wish would come back? Many years ago, <laughs> in a different time, in a different place, yeah. there was a place on Miami Avenue in Madeira. Where I would take a little baby Evan called Friendly's Ice Cream that used to come out with symbols and hats and silly string for every birthday. They also had a buttered bun with a Frankfurter with relish and mustard that was warm as a woman's heart. (laughs) If I could have, go back in time to get two friendly hot dogs with mustard and relish topped by an Oreo cookie, um, chocolate malt. My life would then be complete. I'd be ready to meet my maker. <laughs> Get my mouth water and just, just uh, listen to that. Now, that sounds pretty good. I'm hungry, and uh, also to have a birthday party there with everyone embarrassing the crap out of some kid. Rock, try that with your four- or five-year-old when he's about six years old. Put a silly hat on his head. Have a bunch of people calling his name and having cymbals and drums. Then give him a hot dog and tell me that kid's not in hog heaven. <laughs> this is as good as it gets for a youngster, right? That's it. This is That's, it. It. That's it. it. So the, 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 damn, the damn place was bought by a bank and is now out of business. 
So I must have been the only one to enjoy it. I well, I think I don't know if you heard me say that. Well, there was a, a friendlies close to my house. We used to go there all the time. I love that place. I loved it. I loved the hot dogs, the buttered buns. I loved the frankfurters. I loved every part about it. To me, it was fabulous. I wish it would come back just one more time to ride through a Frisch's mainliner on a Friday night and have some bellhop. Roll out there and get your order of onion rings, a super big boy, a cherry Coke, yeah. and uh, a hot fudge cake. And just also, give it to me. Simpler time. And also, Willie, on a Friday or Saturday night, you'd go in there and there'd be all these muscle cars in there. Those yeah. are the days of men were men and yeah. gay meant you were happy. Right. I was gay. I was gay. I was gay during those times. You were gay in the gay. 60s and 70s. I was gay. I was gay. What about some of these? Because uh, we, we talked to Tanya Rourke about this. We touched on it with her. Now, she was talking about Johnny Bench's home plate, and didn't right. Pete, didn't Pete have a restaurant as well? Yeah. Compare and yeah. contrast. Who had the better restaurant? Well, Pete Rose always had the better over Johnny Bench, and uh, I think Pete Rose's place on the west side, Johnny Bench's home plate. But Pete Rose used to physically come present, and all Pete would ever eat would be a pizza and a salad. For some reason, he always watched his waistline, and his brother Dave always worked in kitchens. Mm-hmm. And Dave used to work for me for two or three years. That would ensure Pete's arrival. And Pete was like a barfly that would bring in thousands of other people. And in those days, celebrity meant something. Remember Bob Braun's celebrity house used to be on 4th Street? Oh, I Bob forgot Braun. about that one. Yeah. Yeah, Bob Braun used to do that. And those things were popular today. But currently, I'm not sure there's some other celebrity that's transferred their alleged notoriety to this this genre because i i think it is too difficult in the restaurant business too difficult you can't find employees concepts are difficult the prices keep going down the expenses keep going up it's, it's stolen. a bad business yeah yeah so bad willie business. was the Braun place was that at fourth and vine yeah i used to walk down a little hill it was like fourth yeah. you walked it was on the left and every time bob Braun had bob hope or lucille ball or somebody big they would first go to the bob Braun celebrity house and after his show which he'd get in there at 3 or 4 o'clock, and they'd rock and roll with Utapol all night long with <laughs> Phyllis Diller. I mean, those are the days before Rocky was born. God, that sounds that does sound like the days, man. It was. It, it was different. It's just a different time, and right now, a lot of downtime. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Entertainment is completely dead. Um, Jeff Ruby does well, and the Boathouse does well. But, um... You know, it's not designed by, you know, it was so busy in downtown Cincinnati on the sidewalks, they had to build a skywalk system to get people off the sidewalks. Had to go up a level because people couldn't cross the street in time because of all the crowds. So, so what's that, the reason? Is it the scared of, of, of violence? Is it? I mean, there's. I mean, there's. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh my God!" It's. I mean, when I was young, nobody went downtown. That was you never went down there for a million bucks, and now it's kind of come back. But to, you're saying it's it's not near where it used to be. Why? Well, the, the times there used to be theaters only downtown. Yeah. There used to be restaurants only downtown. There used to uh. be retail shopping only downtown. Now the retail shopping is in Kenwood or Florence. And now the restaurants are all over the place. And movie theaters used to be four or five movie theaters downtown. 
uh, Times, etc. Twentieth Century did well in Oakley, but now everything moved to the suburbs because of lower cost to acquire the property and yeah, the safety right. issue, which predominate. And you know, you, you live out there in Harrison, and how many times would you say, "Hey, dear, let's get the kids, let's go downtown"? No way. I mean, it's that just so much happen. easier to just go right down the street, and maybe you don't have right. as much of a selection, but you can still get something to eat, right. something to entertain yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. Macy's is now in Kenwood, so that, that's the reason. Well, how about that whole building now, Willie? I mean, the uh, Palomino's just closed. You lost Tiffany's, they lost Macy's, and now the uh, Palomino's closing down. Well, downtown has decided to refocus itself on residential and sports and the arts. And Palomino, I think, did a great job. I, was a nice, I, I love that place. Yeah, nice love joint. that. Yeah. Can't make it. The expenses are too high, but the, uh, the hidden cost is the cost of labor becomes too difficult and right now there's help wanted signs everywhere and those on welfare don't want to work if you put a gun to their head and the rest of the people have jobs that aren't in the restaurant business so downtown used to be retail movie theaters restaurants right now it's over with it's going to be living space apartments and condominiums sports and the arts and that's it yeah. that's the way downtown's going all right with that willie we'll let you go God bless America and God bless Friendlies. God bless Friendlies. Go back to dreaming about your hot dog for Friendlies. Give me a buttered hot dog bun, man. I love a little butter on my bun. All right. See you, Willie. Thanks, (laughs) buddy. As always. (laughs) Your call, 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 on AT&T. Hey, Tony, thanks for holding, buddy. Stuff to bring back. What would you like to see? I remember Lum, the place that had the big, tall draft beers and all the hot dogs and that's and stuff like that. You know what, that, uh, Tony, That when Willie was talking about the hot dogs from Friendly's, that reminded me of Lums. Yeah, there was one right down from Sandy. Sandy's did have one heck of a cube steak sandwich on rye bread. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but, but yeah, for people who remember Lums, I, I remember thinking when I was a kid, I ate one, I thought I was going to get drunk because they were steamed in beer. Yeah, they're all, they're <laughs> if I have twelve of them, I'll get a right. buzz or something. And, uh, and if you recall, Tony, those things were massive too. Those, I mean, those yeah, hot dogs were like, shoot, at least a quarter pound a piece. Yeah, we used to go in there with our brothers, and our parents would like cut up two of them. You know, and then my dad would sit there and suck down like three big drafts. Nice. Those were the days. This is real quick. Speaking of big hot dogs, is is the place Mister Jean's Doghouse still around? Downtown, like in Northside. My mom works in Northside. We used to go down there when I was a kid. It was awesome. It's huge, like foot-long cheese conies. Uh-uh. Rem- I'd never heard of it. I got this thing called a computer. Let me look it up. Okay, I wanted to go for that. Hey, David, you thanks for holding. What do you have? All right, real quick on the friendly thing. Uh, they do still have their ice cream because I was just in uh, North Carolina last weekend, and I saw it in a grocery store, so maybe they're still around somewhere. You know, I, I, know. I think I've seen Friendly's ice cream at the Kroger's, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay, yeah, but um, Zeno's, Zeno's Pizza. Yeah, man. I remember Zeno's. I mean, it was so thin, you picked it up, and it just flopped over. The sauce, I would say, is not chunky, maybe like pasty. It's like you could pick it up. But you can still get a Zenover here in Cincinnati, the deep-fried pizza log. Those things were awesome. I was going to say the Zenover was that was oh. well. Go to Max Pizza Pub. There's one in the Loveland, Maine area. Yeah. There's one in Clifton when it dead ends into Hughes High School when you went back around that first block. But you could take a left at that first block there, and there's a parking lot in the back. And there's one in Fairfax across from um, Tire Discounters. Deep fried pizza log. Deep fried yeah, pizza log. Thank you, David. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. 
It is. Oh man, that is the jam right there. They, they, they still have it or no? Yeah, I think they do. Okay. I seem to remember because I've been. I, to I remember Zenos. Like, I remember that. I remember my kids love them swings. Okay, but gotcha. I think I do recall seeing the Zenover on the. Uh, Rocky. Eddie and Rocky talking about, hey, Toys R Us is coming back after a very short break, but what would you like to see come back from your past? And also coming up soon, uh, John Mellencamp tickets. But we'll go right to the phones and hit up Amy first. Amy, thanks for holding. What do you got? What do you want to see come back? Well, I would like to see friendlies come back, except for I'm calling to let you know that if you really want to get a friendly fix, uh, the last time I was in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, actually... Um, they have one there, so so there maybe there's a few sprinkles around. What, Gettysburg right? and Friendlies, I am sold. I mean, that's that's two things that go together. Yes, exactly. My children always give me a hard time. They're like, "Are we really here for the history, or are we here for the Friendlies?" <laughs> yeah. We didn't get all the history last <laughs> yeah, time, kids. Forget it. All right, there's a get, battle here. Let's, let's go get, to Friendlies. Let's get a friend, let's get a fribble and a, and a buttered hot dog. <laughs> hey, John, stuff you want to see brought back? I'd like to see Velveteen come back. Oh yeah, your, your t-shirt place. Absolutely, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You just go in, and you got the little like kind of felt iron-on letters, right? Yeah, just... exactly. You go in, you get it, you get it made right there. Tell them what you want on it, and then you, you you walk with it that day. It was it was always pretty cool. That's a good, remember, very good uh, call. Very good. I remember call. My, my my girlfriend and I did that for Senior Night at Kings Island. We went and got matching t-shirts made. Ah, uh, cool. that's good old days right there. Now, yeah, I need to, I like that one, Chris. What do you want to see brought back? How about Mongo Lunch from the 80s? Remember, he did a good mug, put the hearty suits in there, boil some water before microwaves cost $18,000. <laughs> Just a good thing to have after school, after a bad day of school, failing the test or whatever. <laughs> good old comfort food, you know? Yeah, I don't remember that one. But, I don't remember uh, that either. Yeah, that sounds good. Hey, Steve, what do you want to see brought back? Hey, Eddie. Um I don't know if it's exactly the same, but there is a Godfather's in Huber right across the street from Tom Cloud Park. You know what, Steve? Somebody said that there were still some Godfather's in Dayton. I, I, I right. can't vouch for it, but i that's what somebody else said, well, too. What about Papa Gino's? Remember Papa Gino's when I remember when in, I was young? In uh, Clifton? They're right across oh, from Oh, they have one there? Okay. No, it's gone now. Okay, no, there was one there, and there was one in the corner, like in, right when the, like, where Green Township butts up against uh, Chiviet, right there on, what was that, the Boulevard and... North Bend, there used to be one guy. We used to go there all the time. Talking of, uh, speaking of Cheviot, hey, Julie, what do you have? What do you want to see uh, brought back? How about the drive-in, Eddie? You know what, Julie? That was going to be my next thing, because Rock and I were talking off the air, and I was going to say... I mean, how many memories do we have in the front and the back? (laughs) Bingo. (laughs) Hey, not to mention, sitting there, you're cooler. There's camaraderie. Yes. Oh, I mean, you go get the crappy food, okay? I know we're talking about all this good food, but what about that crappy food? Oh, it was good, wasn't it? You got got a hot dog that they cooked about eight hours ago. Yeah. Now, Julie, there there is still the the holiday drive-in out in Hamilton. Have you ever been been to there? I I spent a few years. Thanks, but, Julie. But yeah, that's what I right? that's what I was going to bring up is that yeah, I know there's still a few sprinkled around, very few. I mean, in Dayton alone, when I was a kid, hell, I bet you there were eight or ten drive-ins. So I don't know how many were here. I'm mean, to think of a bigger town, and Dayton wasn't that, that big then, and it was like I said, easily eight or ten. There were three of them within easy driving distance of my house. Hell, there was one at the end of my Denton Street. Oh, was the, they were the best. I, I I grew up in Denton and had the the Dent drive-in. Right. So. Saw Three Amigos there. Saw Hamburger Hill there. 
I, to- I told like told this six, story. seven years old. <laughs> I told this story on the air a long time ago. There was a place called the, uh, oh, shoot, I, th- I think it was called the Skyborn in Fairborn, which was not very far from my house in Uber. And they were, it was a drive-in. But after a while, when the drive-in business was kind of going belly up a little bit, they started running X-rated movies uh-huh. at, at the drive-in. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah, I took a I took a girl there one time just because she didn't believe me that they were sold. They showed uh, X-rated movies, and uh, that uh, that turned out well for the old Ed Man that night. <laughs> really? So your plan of hey, let's just see right. if this is real. Yeah, she thought it was going to be funny. Huh? It only takes about fifteen minutes and a couple of beers. Woof. Stuff you want to see brought back. Hit us up seven four nine seven thousand. 800 the big one pound 700 on AT&T but now the new 700 WL Eddie and Rocky Toys R Us apparently is coming back and apparently they're still bringing back Jeffrey the giraffe guy oh, got to do that and so we started talking about it amongst ourselves and started thinking what would you like to see brought back what you what do you have no so i had i had cassette tapes right i, I like that i want music videos to come back i want um i, I want like paper like I, I want official business to be done on paper again everything's online now and i hate mm-hmm. that and it's like oh read the manual it's online no give me a manual uh the last thing i want and this is maybe more of a question than anything do my wife and i were talking about this like the other night do, do are there still like like dance clubs? Like if you're young, I can't you, believe you said that. Yeah, and you and you go out like you know. I when I was running around and single, you know, we'd go to you know Cadillac Ranch and you'd go to um, Tropicana, right across right. the way there. And you know, when you're really young, you go to like Zavos and all these kind of teeny bopper play. But do, do people do do that anymore? I don't. I have no idea because I was thinking the same thing. I was going to say discos. I mean, there yeah, used to be all dance, kinds of yeah. glass menagerie here in town. There was all there was a ton of them. Lucy in the sky. That was some real life stuff going on, right? You see a girl over like God. I don't know if I kind of want to go talk to her, but I don't know if I should. I'm kind of. I don't know. I fear rejection, but then you did, and maybe she would like to dance with you, and you were just—I right. like, mean, on top yeah. of the world. Does I, that happen anymore? I remember working up the courage to go ask a girl right. to dance, you right. know. And it, it was either they dance with you once because, uh, like, a pity dance, sheer guilt, right? <laughs> or but once the fast music stops and they start slow dancing, and you start doing that makeout thing, that's when you know you fear know. has kicked in officially. <laughs> uh, let's talk to. Sam about it. Sam, talk about stuff you'd like to see brought back. Eddie, I gotta agree with you on one thing. The old burger chefs. Yeah. You missed them. Those, and, I love that stuff, man. That was a great place. And I don't know if you remember the old tasty freeze places. The old hot dogs, the Tony dogs. Yeah, it was kinda it, like a and and thanks, Sam. Wasn't it like a Dairy Queen kind of a thing? It was like a Dairy Queen. And in there, and it was in um, they were their signs were kind of in um, red, white, and blue, more of an American theme to it. So yeah, no, yeah. I, I remember once you say that, I remember what the sign looked like. Yeah, and something else that I miss. We're talking about you know different things besides food, miniature golf courses. There used to be many golf courses. There's still some around. I I know. Right, but they're yeah, you're right. They're not near as popular, and they're kind of. In fact, the ones now are kind of run down, but... When I hate putt-putt golf, and people will remember putt-putt. It was... I, that, oh, I, owned, I yes. owned it. Hey, Mick, what's going on? Stuff you'd like to see brought back. I said bring back the fish. I remember a day when Cincinnati had 
Long John Silvers. Oh, yeah. Captain <laughs> D, Squire Jacks, and uh, Arthur Treacher's Fish Place. Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips, for sure. Yeah. And now you can't even find hardly any of them. It's a good call. Is there a Long John Silvers? Is there still one over like, I feel like there's one in Chiviet there. No? Maybe not. Yeah, there's, still, there's still just a couple few right, of them. Right. And there's only like one or two, you know, Captain D's left. But yeah. I'm tired of burgers, man. I want some fish. I, fish. I hear you because you <laughs> go to a, call. you go to a restaurant now and you get fish and chips is like twelve dollars. You go to Arthur Treacher's and they'd be just jammed in there and it would be like four fifty. <laughs> I think there is. Come to think of it, I think there might be a um, Long John's up here on Ridge in Pleasant Ridge. Okay, there, I know there was for a long time. Good eating. There was a, a was it? Yeah, it was Long John's. Up on, I won't even say where it's at, but it closed. Up here, I will say this much. It was up here off Cross County. And it's now, uh, it was a Long John's, and now it's a crematorium. It's not a crematorium. It's where you go to make arrangements to be cremated. So there's no actual cremation of bodies there. but Not that I'm aware of, but you want to set up something, that's where you go. And like reuse the the fish broiler. Pick up your, pick out your your vase or whatever and, (laughs) and all that stuff. Kevin, earn, earn, that's it. it. Hey, Kevin, what would you like to see brought back, man? Hello? Hello, Kevin. Uh, Yes, hello? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, Um, it's Evan. That's why I didn't know if it was me or not. Okay, (laughs) misunderstood by our producer. Go ahead. (laughs) But it was uh, Ollie's Trolley. Back when I was a kid in the 70s in Latonia, Kentucky, there was an Ollie's Trolley. It was in the shape of a trolley. It had hamburgers and all that kind of stuff. Well, there's still one downtown, you know. Really? Yeah, down there uh, is that is that central that's on? It's it's down there in the in the West End. It's like right around where is is it right the by the huge uh, like right right by the the huge Barack Obama like or is that the, it's is right down place? there where the soccer place is going to be. Or the soccer stadium. Okay, well, be. I'm okay, gonna have to check yeah. that out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, it's supposed to it's supposed to be still. I think I know, I think another one you're talking about. It's probably the, the big painting of Obama on the side of the building, maybe. I don't know about the Obama painting, but I know I, I see it whenever I'm driving that way. Hey, Kyle, what's going on? Stuff you'd like to see brought back. The one thing that I want to see brought back more than anything is a winning Reds team. Hey! <laughs> yes, bring back Woo! the big red machine. Bring them back. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, bring back Benzinger. And, thanks, buddy. That's, and that's great. And all those guys, yes. And Bill said this one. This is, I'm sure this is before your time. Do you remember Shakey's Pizza on Colerain? There was Shakey's around. Pizza. Yeah, they. My grandparents lived on off of Colerain, but I don't remember that. They had. Uh, it seemed to me they had like guys, you know, in like the old barbershop quartet kind of thing, and they'd be uh, wearing the straw hats and playing banjos and singing songs. That's cool. Hey, Travis. Thanks for waiting, yep. buddy. What would you like to see brought back? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it would be Zantigo, King Quick, and Ronald Reagan. <laughs> no. All on the same day it would be the same, the same day. You'd die a happy man. It's, yeah, it's like the rapture would be consuming. Wait, what was that? What was that? It was, it was Ronald Reagan and what else? King Quick. He goes in King Quick. Yes, that's right. That's a good night right there. Now that's a great trio. Uh, and there's a place in Dayton. We we're talking about old burger joints, and I don't know if they were ever down this way or not. Uh, Red Barn. It was kind of a McDonald's, like all those places are McDonald's knockoffs kind of a thing. Okay. They had fried chicken, which was real good. Hey, Gary, what's going on? Stuff you'd like to see brought back, buddy? 
Fellas, how are you? The 91 Bomber here, uh, Rocky. How are you? Good, good, man. Good. Happy to talk hey, to you. Hey, I just I just uh, want to say I'm glad that was a crematorium after a restaurant, not right. before. Cause <laughs> right. I'm not really That's sure a I good point. That place. Right. You're, you're... Hey, but while, while I have you, how about the, for you, uh, Rocky, how about the West Side Prime and Wine? Prime and Wine. You remember that? There was one in mm-hmm. Northgate, uh, Schuler's Wigwam. There was, I, d- I remember that. There, there was, was a prime and wine up here uh, next to uh, Kenwood, and I knew there was yeah, that, one that over there. Yeah, was one there. of the three or four, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, since I moved over to the great Commonwealth, fellas, Rocky, is Lake Nina still around? Lake Nina? Yeah. As, as far, Lake Nina. As far as Best I know, Gary. That's you'll have. Yeah, I was there one time, and I remember I would like going because I never heard of it. My buddy goes, "You got it. We got to go there for fish logs." And it was best fish log and hot slaw and a loaf of rye bread, fellas. It nice, was, man. it was fantastic, man. Okay, but as far as I know, it's still there. Hey, Sheila, stuff you'd like to see brought back? Farrell's ice cream. Do you remember Farrell's? Uh, huge ice cream shop. I remember. I remember it being around, but I was I was never there. I have to say. They had a huge candy shop on the way out. So when you were a kid, you just had to walk through it. Oh, they, <laughs> that, it yeah, awesome. they started that trend where you walk out through the gift shop kind of, kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, and your mom and dad really appreciated it, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. the, the one thing a kid needs after they have an ice cream, ice cream Sunday, is a bunch of candy. Is some candy canes or some such. Hey, Ray, how you doing? Stuff you'd like to see brought back. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, first, I want to say hi and how y'all doing? Good, Good buddy. man. Um, I'm a car guy. I'd like to see the Hudson and the Studebaker come back, and the uh, international pickup truck and the Trans Am. Now I'm Trans-Am. with you. I'm with you on the muscle car. I wish the muscle. Do kids like? I mean, young people. I, I feel like I don't see like young people like wanting cars with big engines mm-hmm. anymore. Is that, is that, that's not a thing anymore, right? Uh, no, uh, they want them rice burners. They put the mufflers on them that makes the ying, 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 ying kind yeah. of noise, you know? Yeah, the Fast and they Furious kind like of a, stuff. You yeah. know, Ray, doesn't that drive you nuts? There's some guy driving, a, like, a Corolla, and it's like, <laughs> no, no, stop it now. Yeah, like yeah. the 454 and the 383, you know, with that rumble. That's what we need. There you go. Absolutely. They're, they're, yeah, they're really right. muscle cars. I mean, well, they, I mean, like the Corvettes there, but God, they'll set you back 70 grand. Yeah, absolutely. You know, My no, like, brother had a, uh, remember the Plymouth Dusters? Again, this is before your time. He had a 340 Duster, four on the floor. He could light it up. Nice. He made the mistake of letting me drive it one time. Oops. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Kmart never forgave me after there was so much smoke in front of their in front of their door because I my buddy was working and he came out on a sig break or something and he goes how fast I think I'll go watch and I and I power <laughs> dumped it I power braked it I just doing power I'm like boom 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 and the ass end of that thing came up and I turned it loose that was it. that Love was it. cool but it smelled like a, a tire yeah. fire hey. <laughs> Trisha, what's going on? What would you like to see brought back? Caddies and sleep out Louie's on Friday nights after the Reds game. Absolutely. You remember caddies? That's what Rocky yeah. was talking about. And uh, sleep outs? Didn't that- yes. The menus would always be over there. Um, Millhouse, um, all those bands, but then you'd still have the good 50s and 60s um, music going on next door. And sometimes they had some bands playing out back in the patio. Yeah, I had the. Uh- no, that wasn't there. I think that was at uh, Blanick. I don't remember. But a, a John Mellencamp played a concert for EBN down there one time. Really? Yeah, it was supposed to be, like, invitation only. But guess what? People out walking down the side, we go, 
That's John Mellencamp. Hey, I'm going in there. <laughs> I think there was room for about 300 people, and there was probably 800 in there. <laughs> hey, Danny, what's going on? Stuff you'd like to see brought back. Yo, Danny. I want to bring back Danny from the dead, somebody. Please help the man. It's in a wind tunnel. Hey, uh, Rob, what's going on? What would you like to see brought back? Oh, how are you, fellas? Good, Good man. I would like to see the traditional ice cream parlor. So what do you, and what do you mean? Like, I think you mean like a, like a friendlies kind of deal, right? No, no, no. Traditional from the 40s and the 50s with the stainless steel. The, okay. entire, the entire parlor itself was nothing but traditional inmate ice cream. And there's a guy with the hat on and the whole nine yards. The soda jerk. Great memory. Photos. Traditional right. Photoshop. Yes. There's a play, like an original soda shop, like Thanks, ice cream Rob. parlor in Philadelphia called Franklin's, after Ben Franklin, obviously. Right. And they, I, mean, I, had, I had this some amazing, like this ice cream thing, and it was like fifteen dollars. There's some brownie Sunday shake. Oh, dude, it was so good. Well, you know, we we still have like Aglamises. You go ever go the Aglamises? Oh, that's yeah. good stuff there, down Haas. Yeah, I grew up on Zip Tip, man. Zip Tip was still the king. Hey, Chris, what would you like to see brought back? Chris. Well, we've lost to Chris. Hey, Rick, uh, you know, Rick yeah, here well, in Dallas, what, what, what do you want to see brought back? I grew up up there, so it's nice. I got, I got a huge list here. Yeah, man. Uh, okay, Asol Fish and Chips, 60-second shop, Swallows, yeah. Americana, Heath Kit. Americana, nice. Uh, 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 Lafayette <laughs> Electronics, uh, Rinks. Uh, Hirschman's was the downtown and Lafayette Electronics. What about King Quick? King Quick Brothers? Yeah, yeah, and Don't yeah. forget, though, a Greenwich Tavern that was up there on People's Corner. And I missed that Sears store, that, the old Sears that was up there on Reading Road in Lincoln. Okay. I got a, many memories up there. And what about the old, old ice cream trucks? Uh, Mr. Softy, the Dairy Clipper? That, that's a good one. Like the ice, yeah, the, Rick, the, are thanks, these things buddy. still around, the, the ice cream trucks? I think I've seen Mr. Softy trucks around. Okay. That's what we need to do. Our next, our next step in life is to buy ourselves a Mister Softy and just just cruise around, man. Just tool around all day long. God, he's a life. I just mentioned John Mellencamp. How about you go see him on us? He's going to be at the Aronoff Center in February, and we have a pair for you right now at seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one, pound seven hundred on AT and T. Caller number eight, you're on the way, and I can see Norman Greenbaum brought back. But now let's bring back Rob with Trap. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.